Welcome to the Inspired Word of God. My name is Marcia. Today we talk about set the captives free. Lord, as I come to you in prayer, I ask that you just open my heart, open my mind, and give me the wisdom that I need to deliver this message. I pray that one somebody out there will hear your words and that it will touch their heart, Father, and lead them into the way of righteousness. These prayers I send up in your name. Amen. It says in Luke 4.18, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. What is a captive? A captive is a prisoner, a person who is enslaved, who's dominated. We think of those held in a hostage situation first off when we hear the word captive. It's about being in bondage. And to be in bondage is servitude, involuntary servitude. It's slavery. It's a state of being bound, subjected to external power or control, a state or practice of being physically restrained, as in being tied up, chained, put in handcuffs, or for sexual gratification. Being in bondage to something or someone still makes you a captive. The scripture in 4.18 of Luke has a lot of information in it. God is concerned about everyone, the poor, those who are brokenhearted, the blind, those who are hurt from unkindness, the bruised, and setting the captives free. It mentions to preach deliverance to the captives. And I want to focus on the captives and who these captives are. How many of us are walking around captives? Most of us don't see ourselves as a captive because we see a captive as somebody who is imprisoned, restrained, controlled. But being a captive can be more than just being chained, bound, and held prisoner. It also, walk, it also includes walking around in spiritual darkness and unbelief. If you are walking in darkness, and if you do not believe in God, then you are serving the dark forces that are demonic. And that is a bondage. You're in captivity, and you don't realize it. In Acts 26, 12 through 32, it tells about Paul talking to King Agrippa, and he was telling him about his encounter with Jesus when he was on the road to Damascus. When Paul saw that bright light shine from heaven, and it knocked him off of his horse, Jesus said to him in Acts twenty-six sixteen through 18, But rise and stand up on thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee, for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness, 
to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. 26.18, the part that says he wanted them turned from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God. He still wants the same for us today. Anybody walking in darkness, he wants you to turn away from darkness and from Satan's grip and turn to him, God. Serve him, God, instead of the dark forces that you're tied up in right now. You might say, I am not serving Satan. But if you dwell in darkness and you are not living for God, then your service is to the dark forces. It says in Isaiah 61, 1, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Like Isaiah, God enlists people to be his servants. He gives us work to do, and we are his messengers, his chosen vessels to do his work according to his will and for his purpose. God is the one in control, not man. We can only do what the Lord lays on our heart to do, and we can only do what Holy Spirit working through us enables us to do. Those healing hands that we lay on you when we pray for you, that is by the power of God working through us that brings you that healing. Man has no power except that power our Lord works through each of us. When Paul was in Colossae, the people were thanking God for the work that they and Paul all do in the name of the Lord. It says in Colossians 1, 9, and 10, For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. It then says in Colossians 1, 12 through 14, giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers in the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. They acknowledged that they and Paul were made partakers on this journey God placed them on. They recognized that they had been delivered from that darkness, having received redemption through the blood of Jesus. God equips us to do mighty works by his hand and power. People in ministry should never be confused by that. God can and God will deliver his people from the power of darkness. 
It says in Ephesians 6.12, For we wrestle not against the flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And that's it. We, it's not just people that we battle, that we deal with. It's those principalities, those things of darkness, the spirit realm, those things we don't see. And many of us don't believe in it and many of us don't think about it. But it plays a huge part in those things that we wrestle against and we don't think about that. What does spiritual darkness consist of? Well, in 1 Peter 2.11, it says, Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust, which war against the soul. Our flesh and those things it lusts for are a constant battle against our soul. And Jesus said in John 12.46, I am come a light into the world that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. In John 3:19, and this is the condemnation that light is come into the world, and men loved darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. John 8:12, then spake Jesus unto them saying, I am the light of the world, he that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall walk in light of life. And we don't think about that. When you follow Christ, you are walking in light. Things are different for your life in how you react, how you feel, how you behave, how things happen and how they work for you. It's totally different than when you are serving darkness and living in darkness and doing corrupt evil deeds, those things that are unrighteous. Righteousness is light. Unrighteousness is darkness. And there's a difference and you feel that difference in your spirit and in your life. It says in John 13, 35 through 37, then Jesus said unto them, Yet a little while is the light with you. Walk while ye have the light, lest darkness come upon you. For he that walketh in darkness knoweth not whither he goeth. While ye have light, believe in the light, that ye may be the children of light. These things spake Jesus and departed, and did hide himself from them. But though he had done so many miracles before them, yet they believed not on him. You might be thinking, how could they not believe when Jesus performed miracles before their eyes? There are many today who won't believe when God works things for the good. When a miracle happens and they can't explain it from a human standpoint, they don't believe. So they had miracles performed before them and they still refuse to believe but we have miracles that happen in our life 
and you know that it wasn't anything that you did or any other human did, but yet we still won't give God the credit. We still won't acknowledge God. As a society, there is a belief problem that we have when it comes to God. If you listen to some people, they will show faith in so many things out there, but when the subject of God is brought up, they won't believe, they refuse. It says in John twelve forty two and 43, Nevertheless, among the chief rulers also many believed on him, but because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue. For they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. And we have that in our society today too. There are those who will believe and who do believe in God, but like those chief rulers, they refuse to acknowledge God because they don't want to be shunned by people, by their peers, and they want the praise of men over the praise of God. In Ephesians 5, 8 through 10, it says, For ye were sometimes darkness, but now ye are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. The fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness. Doing those things that are righteous, walking that life, is what we are called to do by God. Those who refuse to walk in righteousness are captives to sin. If you're not walking in the light, you are more than likely walking in the dark. It says in Ephesians 5, 11 and 12, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. The Lord doesn't want us to fellowship with darkness. There are a lot of things in darkness that people partake in. There's sexual sin, evil works, corruption, and idolatry, just to name a few. But he doesn't want us to be partakers of that because that is not the righteous life. It's darkness. And you wonder why you're called a captive of sin when you can acknowledge that those are some of the things that you're doing because you're not leading a righteous life. In Isaiah 42, 16 through 18, it says, And I will bring the blind by a way that they knew not. I will lead them in paths that they have not known. I will make darkness light before them and crooked things straight. These things will I do unto them and not forsake them. They shall be turned back. They shall be greatly ashamed that trust in graven images that say to the molten images, 
ye are my gods. Hear ye deaf, and look ye blind, that ye may see. Do not fail to see what God is telling you. See the direction he is pointing you in. And don't allow fleshly lust and unbelief to block your receiving salvation. Remember that conversation that Paul had with, with Jesus on the road to Damascus. And he told him that he was sending him to those to open their eyes and turn them from darkness, from Satan, to God. To receive forgiveness of their sins. How would they receive this? Well, they would receive it by Paul preaching the gospel to them, preaching the truth to them. So those who don't know or who haven't heard will hear it and they can come to Christ and be saved. They can have their sins forgiven and receive salvation, redemption. So Paul preaching the gospel is what God wanted and he wanted him to do that to free the captives. This is what he wants us to do today, to free the captives. In Acts twenty six seventeen and 18, it says, Delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom I send thee, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light, and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them, which are sanctified by faith that is in me. These are those captives of sin that God wanted to hear his word. Yes, some were actual prisoners bound in prison, but some were prisoners to sin because they walked in darkness. And yes, we still have captives to sin today who are out there walking in darkness. So as I conclude this message, I can't do so without sending prayer up for all captives. We look at the ones who need to hear the gospel, those who are walking in darkness. But let us look at the other captives. Let us look at those women who are in a domestic violent situation or those captives who are victims of mental, physical, emotional abuse, somebody who may have been kidnapped, captives who may be in a sex trafficking situation and they can't escape, somebody who's held against their will for whatever reason, maybe in a bedroom, a basement or a shed, those who are in any type of bondage and they are held against their will, they are a captive. Finally, those who are held in captivity from situations that deal with personality disorder or a physical torment of some kind. I just say, Lord, you know each situation and how it came to be. Whatever it is, even for those who are walking in darkness and need salvation. I am praying that you set the captives free. It says in John eight thirty four through 36, Jesus answered them, 
Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committed sin is a servant of sin, and the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth ever. If the son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.